Welcome to the EquipCast for the Archdiocese of Omaha. Designed to help leaders transform their cultures, to embody the pastoral vision, to be one church, encountering Jesus, equipping disciples, and living mercy. Good afternoon, everybody. This is a, a topic that's going to be on uh, communication. So my name is Father Jeff Lorig. I'm uh, the Director of Pastoral Services for the Archdiocese of Omaha. And uh, last week we started these equip casts, uh, uh, mostly so we can kind of stay connected, but also to, to share some information uh, uh, very quickly and, and really just be together in, in one spot. So I just want to thank everybody for, for joining us today. Hope you're hope everyone's doing okay. Uh, today's topic, like I said, is is about getting the most out of uh, your communications. Uh, quickly, uh, many of us had have had become experts in. Uh, in digital media, and we didn't think we'd have to be experts in that. And so uh, we've been watching television. We've been on the internet for, for many years, for, for many of us, uh, and uh, just really thinking about well, how does that work? How does that reverse engineering it? And uh, so we've all kind of had to learn how to do this very quickly. So we thought maybe uh, this week we would start off by talking about uh, how to get the most out of your communications, like, you know, real basic kind of amateur stuff um but uh we uh we we don't have amateurs with us today we're actually joined today uh with uh, david hazen who's our manager of communications for the archdiocese of omaha as well as blair bonzinski uh who's uh, our communications coordinator for catholic schools office and our in our consortium schools as well they're they're both very well versed in the digital platform and uh, so I'm, I'm happy to welcome them today. Um, I have seen some very cool things uh, from the Catholic Church, in fact, uh, um, when it comes to digital communications this past week, some very creative things. I, I think I saw, I saw three priests sitting in their living room saying, our home to your home, sort of kind of a neat, like uh, lifting the veil, um, <laughs> looking behind the curtain, like, oh, priests have a living room. So I thought that was pretty cool uh, that they, they did that there at Sacred Heart in, in Norfolk. Uh, I also saw in, in my old parish, St. Ledger's in Creighton, they not only live streamed the mass, but they also put that mass on the radio. We have a very low power uh, radio station there um, at the parish. So uh, those who are not digitally uh versed well versed uh they could listen uh, on the fm radio station there so i thought that was pretty cool so those are some of the coolest things that i saw this week um but i there's more than just being cool right uh, david and blair uh, uh there's just a lot of noise uh when i when i flick through uh facebook it's just it's almost like everybody's live streaming now and now now you can switch parishes it's as easy to switch parishes as switching a channel uh or clicking another link so i actually saw somebody watching a, a mass that was not their parish and i said oh you guys change parishes um because it's as easy as just clicking a link uh so um <laughs> it's hard to compete now like you're you know uh the uh but there's there's some principles that that are really important for us if we really want to communicate well and and so i've asked uh david and and, and blair to maybe just share some of their their top two principles uh with us just the what what are the keys to really make communications work uh now so blair what did you come up with a few things what, what do you think some of the the keys are to really effective communications right now okay so i came up with the three c's so 
I went with consistency, clarity, and connection. I also snuck in video there as kind of a fourth component, but I'll kind of get to that. So I would say that a number one tip right now for me would be to keep consistent with your communications to your parishioners or your school families. Um, people are just going to be used to hearing from you, so or consistency is going to be key. Um, I've actually seen a lot of schools and churches communicating daily. Um, I imagine as time goes on, you can kind of pair that back. But a more long-term strategy, I would say right now, or rather than a more long-term strategy, I'd say right now, um, a good priority or first step would be to determine a communications cadence or frequency. Um, so then you can let people know that um, they'll be hearing from you on XYZ date, um, where they can hear from you, how they can hear from you. Um, planning a consistent cadence or frequency would be my number one. All right. Have you seen any parishes doing this well, or have you been noticing any of that? Or Yeah, so I think they're going to be on later this week, but St. Gerald's is doing a really good job of almost over-communicating in, in a good way with their parishioners, I think. Um, St. Wenceslas as a school is doing a really good job on Twitter um, and then following up with emails to community members from what I can tell. They're really keeping the routine as a school community and doing um, having actually families do the daily announcements and prayer and then kind of tag your it to someone else for the next day to record and um, kind of bond that way. So that's been pretty neat to watch. And again, it's daily, um, which may not be feasible for everyone, but it, the important thing is to remember that people want to hear from you. So keep that, stay the course. And then it is important to let people know when, where, and how they can expect to hear from you. So you can kind of train your community um, to start to expect that. Good. I, I, those are great. Um, David, do you have anything to add? Some principles. You're going to have to unmute yourself. I'll do it for you. Oh, I thought you, thought you <laughs> muted me. Okay, great. There I am. Mine says unmute, but anyway. Um, hi, everybody. Uh, hi, David. Yeah, there's a couple of principles that I think are, are kind of perennial that um, I know we're in sort of crisis mode right now, but, uh, but some perennial things apply. Like one of them uh, I've adopted from Thomas Aquinas, so pardon me for being a nerd. But uh, old, old St. Thomas said uh, that which is received is received according to the mode of the receiver. So one way of thinking of that is like, what's the mode of God uh, in salvation? He became man. So if that's our mode, then we're the receivers, right? So he talks to us in the way we understand. So he talks to us as a person. And then we can really dumb that down to like, we meet people where they are. So we try to use the tools that we have at our disposal and the ones that people are using. So as, as, as Blair mentioned, if they, um, they know where you're going to be, <laughs> they know to be there. Uh, if you know where your people are, that's kind of key. So, I mean, again, to get a little more pedantic about that, like one of the things that I'll talk to parishes sometimes or people who are parts of, uh, or members of smaller communities is they, we don't have a lot of resources. You know, we don't have fancy video cameras. We don't have a social media person. Um, even something as simple as, do you have a mailing list that you send your envelopes out on, right? I mean, the one of the most like, old school things, right? Sending the donation envelopes. Well, if you have a mailing list, even right now, while everybody's separate and, and you can't uh, get everybody together the way you want to, can you repurpose that, that physical mailing list in a new way? So uh, 
you know, the answer is like, what's the most effective channel for me? Well, that really depends on who you are, where your people are, uh, and what you have at your disposal right now. So you can you can start to to think in a creative way, even with things that um, you know uh, aren't necessarily a, a new tool. Uh, if that's something that's a, a stumbling block for you, does that make sense? Is that helpful there? Yeah. So we could. So, uh, so, so a, a parish could easily just use what what they're comfortable with, right? Uh, which is probably mm -hmm. a letter. If they're not really set up for email yet, they could. You just have to be with do with what you're comfortable with, right? Uh, is that kind of, is yeah, that, and and yeah, and what what is uh what is accessible right now? So I guess the point is that again, I think this is something that I know I know Blair would echo this uh, uh, many times over, is that you know just clamming up is not a good response right now, you know. So yeah, the things are in upheaval, but it, it's uh, it's an opportunity to be creative. So again, like if you don't have you have you say we have no email addresses. Uh, I was talking to a friend who works in another diocese. And uh, a lot of their parishes use Flocknote. Flocknote is a great example of you have an owned audience right there, meaning you didn't have to go out and earn it on social media. You already have the emails, you already have the phone numbers, you can get to those people. Well, he said some of the parishes have been scrambling and in their haste uh, uploaded thousands of names with no phone and no email address at all. <laughs> and he said, you know, I'm like, why isn't my message getting out? Well, you don't have any addresses there. so. So some of those places only have physical mailing addresses. Well, you can then pivot and say, okay, well, we just got to send them a postcard. So they at least hear something from us. Uh, anyway. Yeah, and I, sorry, David, go ahead. No, no, please go ahead. I was just going to say, you know, many parishes and schools I've heard from too about having either part-time or full-time staff um, and their struggle to assign them tasks or projects. And I think if you have someone who, or even a volunteer in your parish, who needs a project, um, updating the email addresses and cell phone numbers and mailing addresses is a really great place to start because you can't do much, like to your point, um, if you don't have a solid foundation of, of data to begin with. So I think um, that could be one easy, one easy project if a parish hasn't done that yet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think that the problem with the social media, now we've been pushing social media for the last decade and telling our parishes and schools they need to be on social media, whether it's Facebook or Twitter or, or now it's Instagram, uh, right? So we, you should really have a presence there. But now it's almost like you're just one noise amongst a lot of other noise because you don't have the particular audience. Um, so I, mm -hmm. I scroll through and I can I can... I can go to St. Wenceslas. I can go to a parish in Indianapolis. I can I can be part of all these different things, and uh, so what I, I find like the, the people who are going to listen um, are the people who know you, and they uh, it kind of goes back to the one of the principles we talked about last week is is um, for a pastor or other pastoral leaders, uh, your people should know your voice already, and uh, and they want to hear your voice, and so. Um, it's really hard to hear that voice, your voice, when when you're just on social media because you're just one, you're one noise amongst amongst many, and and I think making sure that you have a particular audience that you're you're communicating to. So that's where the email, like you've people have already submitted their email, they've already submitted their mail, or even their phone, they've they've already given that to you. So um, they've they've already entrusted you to be their their shepherds, and so it's it, the more local it can be. The more to, to say, like, I'm speaking to a particular audience, to my people, not to the people, I think the more effective it's going to be. Again, I'm just sitting here in my office. I don't have a parish, but uh, would you guys agree with that? I would. I think yeah. you have to be 
very intentional right now at parish and schools about which channel is used for what type of communication. So it could be, perhaps if I was you know, at a school or parish, it could be time to um, define for your own staff and or for your you know, communities at large, here's the place where things are going to exist. Clarify that for your community. David said earlier, every parish is gonna be different um, and that's okay. But if you, another important C, I guess I should say, would be um, centralization. So if you can find a hub for communications, that could potentially help prevent over-communicating, which I, I feel like I've seen happening here in the chat room. But if you can use your website as a hub or you know, a, an email newsletter weekly or whatever, it's going to be different, whatever um, communi communications medium you use. But um, if you can define that for yourselves and your parish community, it will help um, rise above that noise when they'll see that, that one true that the truth is going to come from the one place you identified for them. If that makes sense. How do you know people are listening? Well, <laughs> you could, um, more an advanced strategy, I would say, is to check metrics and analytics. But I think right now is far less important what you're saying than that, that you're trying to say something. Um, I don't know, David, do you have an answer to that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess. I guess my answer to that would be it, it would depend on what you're trying to say uh, and if you have a particular call to action. So, you know, for example, um, this past week we, or last weekend into this week, we set up uh, uh, a giving page specifically uh, to help out parishes who may not have an online giving presence right now, right? Okay, so we have this archomaha.org slash offertory. And uh, getting the message out about that, um, we're going to try to use a few different channels. And yep, there's the link right there in the chat. You can see it, <laughs> but check it out. Uh, if it's not working, let me know. <laughs> um, but uh, that's, that's, a, that's a call to action, right? So if you have an email list, however rudimentary it is, and you are using some sort of email program like Flocknote, MailChimp, um, those are some common ones. I, I use both of those. I've used some others. But all of them are going to have some kind of basic metrics like how many people clicked on this, how many people opened the message, right? How many people unsubscribed? So if you're going to use a channel like that, it's really easy to measure how many people are responding to it because you're going to see, you're just going to say, this many people clicked on this link. Um, and that's not just us trying to be big brother or be creepy. Uh, you could be creepy with it, but, uh, but as a way of, of trying to understand, are they receiving this message? You know, and, and if you're doing something like that, like say, hey, uh, we know we've never emailed you before. Things are kind of crazy right now. Here's the link. Please, please give to the offertory if you're in a position to do so this week. Um, it's going to help us continue our outreach. You know, this is a small parish I'm kind of imagining. And you're going to be able to tell. And if you keep it as one call to action in that message, it'll be easy to understand whether or not people responded to that particular message because it's very clear. Yes. So even taking that a step further, I think... Um, Fostering a, a connection even beyond that call to action, which you can, you know, hard hard trace that um, how many click throughs, you know, the response rates, all of those things. But I think um, people will listen when it's when your communication is more of a two way conversation, right? So right now, I think pastors and principals have such a chance um, to do that. So the way we're going to get through this crisis is together. I don't think. Um, that we, well, we all want our leaders, right, to portray hope and at least some level of confidence and peace. Um, but I don't think that leaders need all of the answers. 
So I hope that isn't holding someone back from sending that email or, or doing that thing. Um, I hope that goes without saying, but mentioning it anyway. Um, so specific examples of conversation starters or ideas for me would be, maybe I saw a pastor, um, not in our archdiocese, but saw a pastor do a live Q&A. So that's going beyond the live mass, but um, it was a blog featuring it as an example. And he cited his that as a way to create um, kind of solidarity for the parishioners, but also drove tons of engagement on his social platforms. And um, then he emailed it out via a MailChimp and was able to track those metrics that David described um, with then funneling it into like a call to action for offertory. Um, so that was really neat, but if that's too much for you, you're, you're a rural parish or you are just not technologically savvy, I still think there are ways that you can um, um, maybe invite questions into the parish secretary or yourself via an email address or, or what have you. And then you could do um, a recorded or live video FAQ, you know, providing some answers whether that's informational type answers about um, the state of the parish or invitational type things. Um, because like literal FaceTime with priests and principals goes a very long way. So I think there's a lot of ways to do, I don't think you can go very wrong right now. There's a lot of ways to do things right. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, always, I've always heard that one of the kind of the tricks to engagement, especially on social media is just ask a question. You know, that's a call to action. You know, just just answer my question. Like, how you doing? How's everybody doing? St. Saint Gerald's, how, how's everybody doing there? And and uh, people just automatically feel engaged in, in that. And then you can actually see the response. And then if nobody responds, then you can just accept the fact that everybody's pretty fatigued. That's a real thing um, that people are experiencing right now is, uh, especially last week, it was it was crazy. I honestly thought, well, I don't know what's going to happen. There's no, there's no people underneath the steeple. I don't know what we're supposed to be doing. And I thought, well, maybe I can go on vacation or I can take a retreat. And, and suddenly there were so many emails coming through and, and everything was changing so very quickly. Uh, I've actually, this today, this morning, I was able to kind of go through a lot of things that were, were really important. Um, so I'm, I imagine that's been the same for everybody, um, not just for, for, for somebody like me in my office. Um, but as far as like... Uh, kind of the tried and true mediums or platforms that uh, that, that seem to be working. Not, not only is it is it easy for kind of the novice to use, but maybe even easy for uh, to, a novice to, to receive, so, to consume. So to, to create and to consume, what are some like tried and true things that you guys would really recommend at this point? It's, it, it's without like scrambling, you know, like, I feel like everybody's kind of scrambling, like, oh my gosh, I didn't know my phone could do this <laughs> kind of stuff. But like, what what works right now? And what would you recommend, David? Well, well I just saw somebody in the chat say telephone call. And I thought, yeah, if you, <laughs> if you know people and you have their phone numbers. I, I saw this, uh, this is a parish in another diocese. I know some here have been talking about it. Uh, I was just talking to Father Taylor Leffler over at St. Wenceslas. He says, I think he was getting a group together to maybe do this. It's just call and see how people are, you know, people who are isolated. Um, uh, maybe they're isolated all the time and they're feeling it even more so right now. Um, call them. Uh, and that's, that establishes, like Blair said, spot on. Uh, two-way. It's two-way. You, you're in a relationship with people here. So 
Uh, so phone is tried and true. Um, and, and I don't think right now it's overused. You know, I think uh, uh, what I see with most people having shifted to mobile phones, I mean, a lot of people have, you don't get as much of the robo dialing, uh, interrupting your dinner like you did years ago. Um, uh, so that's, that's a direct one. You know, it's right to the person. It's personalized immediately. Because you call and you say, hey, Sally, how are you? Um, and I would say also, and I mentioned this before, and I'm, I'm sure um, you can piggyback on that, uh, Blair, but uh, email is a good one. Uh, again, you can, people could scramble and say, oh, how do I design a, a good looking email? How do I make this easy? I don't want to have to learn something for a week before I can send something out. Uh, there are different ways to make that simpler. And, and uh, I, I think either of us would be willing to help. If you have a question, I'd be happy to to follow up and, and walk you through a couple of different tools. I know that they're pretty easy to adopt. But I think those are those are two um, methods, not the only two, obviously, but that are are easy to personalize and uh, can be direct to the audience member. And with the yeah. phone, the phone, it's like uh, it's not just something the pastor has to do or even the staff. It's a it's a great way to mobilize your people. Um, mm -hmm. So all they have to do is make a phone call, and suddenly they're missionary disciples. That's it. Like you're just you're going out, but you're just doing it through a phone line. Um, so it's. The mission continues. Uh, it's just in a different way. And it may perhaps even a, a great first step for people is just make a phone call and see how people are doing. And suddenly you're a missionary disciple, like you can wear that t-shirt now. <laughs> Blair, what, what do you, what are you thinking? What t-shirts say? Yes, there's a lot of creative slogans out there. Um, <laughs> I, I have a couple of tools. I mean, it doesn't have to get complicated. You don't have to go out and buy, um, you know, fancy software, like David said. Um, there's MailChimp. Constant contact, flock no, all of that, as he said, you can segment your parishioners um, or school families into groups and personalize it. So that's, if you can do that, that's really beneficial. But even like for small group settings or, you know, leadership teams, parish councils, um, PLCs, which is a teacher term, um, group text, I mean, that's still just similar to a phone call, but group text work, Google chat and hangouts. There's lots of different instant messaging forms out there in the world. Those are all helpful when you don't want to, um, you know, clutter your email inboxes for internal type communications. Um, but emailing and calling is awesome. And then that can really lead into what kind of content you share. Um, like I'm a, I go to St. Vincent de Paul. Okay, so their, their newish kind of mission or phrasing is, walking with each other, encountering Jesus, growing as disciples, and living our faith for kind of foundational elements. And to go back to my second C, the clarity, um, so once you have kind of tools in place and a little bit of a cadence thought out, I think you could um, have a conversation about staying mission-minded. So obviously we share in this greater archdiocesan mission, but if and when you have those elements I mentioned, you can talk to your leadership team and break down each of those phrases of your mission. Um, so for St. Vincent de Paul, you could have a really rich discussion on how right now your parish, your school could help others live out their faith or the other three as well. So then for content, could the parish start communicating different service project ideas that parishioners could do from home? Could they form a calling tree? Could you write on social media like, hey, this week your challenge families is to call an elderly person? Um, could you um, do something about 
taking care of the environment since you're you're kind of restricted to a home bubble. Um, but you could issue tons of friendly little challenges to parishioners and school families around your mission. Um, because how many examples they can provide in living out their faith in a week, that kind of thing, that's going to foster that connection um, and answer a lot of the question that some of the priests and um, school people have about what should I even say that we talked about. So some of that can be the what you say. Are you seeing any mistakes happening? Like they tried it out this last week and like what what should a parish stop doing now? Like stop doing this thing. Like I, I should have asked, prepared this question with you guys beforehand, but it just kind of came to me like <laughs> stop doing this. I know yeah, I have, David has I have something. One, but, well, yeah. <laughs> I have one, but it's, it's kind of, uh, it could be kind of a sacred cow. I would say um, uh, yeah, stop relying on envelopes. <laughs> I mentioned that at the beginning. I would, you know, that's one kind of business level one, so it's kind of out of my lane. But um, uh, I know that's one of those areas that, uh, you know, anyway, it, it's, it, it's not where people are. Right. So people will give to you via envelope. And I think, Father Lord, you, you and I have talked about this. You've mentioned it where they'll give to you via envelope because you sent them an envelope. But that doesn't mean that's the only way they might give to you. So that's that's one, you know, to, to just to file away for later. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, you know, right now it's not something you can do much about in the moment. But I think it's something to file away for later that we, we rely sometimes on these methods because we've always done it that way. So. I think, uh, I think, you know, that I, I can't single out any parishes. I think, oh, they're, just, they're doing something terrible right now. But uh, it would be only relying on the, on the things we've done in the past uh, uh, in this particular moment. I think that would be something of a mistake to not explore something you haven't tried yet. So I try one new thing. Go ahead, Blair. Yeah, if there's one takeaway, that's what it should be. Try one new thing. Um, I wouldn't call out any one particular parish for doing anything incorrectly, but I think um, not not trying that, not experimenting with, with something would be um, a mistake, you know, because I think it's exciting that um, we're going to look back on this um, hopefully soon, but for sure by the start of the school year, which is the world I live in, and, and hopefully not see this as, oh, spring semester 2020 was awful. We were interrupted constantly, distracted, you know, but the strategies that we're all together right now, all of us on the call that we're figuring out are gonna become the staples, the things that we can continue to incorporate moving forward um, to help us get better. Because, you know, like Bishop Barron has been talking for a lot of years about how to become more digital. So we can start kind of taking that from theoretical to practical and applying some of those things, which is really neat. But I also um, read kind of a, a neat framework on a leadership blog or podcast um, a couple days ago that could be helpful for parishes and schools if they're thinking, I don't have the bandwidth, the resources of any kind to do anything right now. Um, and it's called the ICE test. So that was I-C-E, impact, confidence, and ease, which stood for implementation, experience, or I'm sorry, impact, confidence, and ease. So if you have, you know, five ideas, if you have 25 ideas, this is a helpful framework or lens to run things through. Like, hey, David just said maybe flock notes a good idea, and Blair said XYZ thing was a good idea. Um, but the conversations you should be having, just kind of breaking it down, hitting pause, should be what can we do 
right now with the manpower and the brain power that we have to make an, or an impact on people? What can we implement now basically for free? Um, because I really think that, I love the phrase that constraints drive creativity. And I think that's so true in communication. So this is such a strange time that we're living in, but um, like I said, there, there's, no, there's not that many mistakes or wrong ways to do it that I can point to. Great. That's so good. Um, how about, uh, we don't, we've got about uh, 38 people on here. I'm going to do a daring thing and uh, see if we can, uh, here's all the people in front of us. Does, does everybody see everybody's name? Here we all are. I think, uh, I just encourage you to turn on your camera if you want, not your microphone though. So pretty cool. Hi, everybody. <laughs> yes. Great. Um, so cool to be together in this weird way. And guess what I forgot to pray at the beginning? So why don't we pray? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Lord Jesus, just ask for the grace to be spiritually in communion with all these people. To be connected through the power of the Holy Spirit. We just ask you to fill our hearts with confidence and hope that we might always keep our eyes fixed on you no matter what. We ask this in Jesus' mighty and powerful name. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. That concludes our equip cast uh, for today. Tomorrow we have uh, Shannon Brommer on. She's right here on my screen. Uh, she's going to talk about how do we keep funding the mission as, as we move forward? So this might be one where you, you ask your pastor to get on because I, this is what they're all worried about right now. And we're not used to asking for money. We're, we're used to passing a basket around, but we're not used to asking for it or, or pleading for it. Um, so we, I, I'm hoping I'm going to take lots of notes with Shannon and uh, ask her to help us to uh, help our pastors and our parish leaders do that. <laughs> um, and then late, uh, later on this week, we've got uh, Jen Mosier. who's going to talk to us about how we really accompany one another. Uh, Mark Nelson, he's down there with his kids. Uh, he's, he's from St. Gerald's. Uh, he's going to talk to us about what's going on in his parish. And then on Friday, I think we'll have Christine French probably just talk a little bit about the interior life, like how we're we doing interiorly with the Lord. So it should be a good week. I invite your friends, family, parish leaders to, to join us. Uh, so this is really beautiful. I'm, I'm kind of moved. So we'll see you all later.